Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It was very difficult to sit and talk to him with the things that he was saying without reacting uh, in the way in which I felt. So it was it was traumatic to revisit it. It's a traumatic, sad, tragic story that I think affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Was really saddened by revisiting the whole thing. Oh, and it was a hell of an interview. But that was Judith Reagan many, many years later discussing last night what it was like to sit with O.J. Simpson and interview him when she was out doing a uh, an interview that was to accompany a book that he was putting out at the same time called If I Did It. And that book and that interview were essentially shelved. The Goldman and the Brown family did not want it coming out. They did not want O.J. Simpson profiting off of the crimes he says he didn't do, but, again, where he was found in a civil court, in fact, to have been guilty of. But, boy, was it spectacular to watch. Even if you knew all the facts, which I did, I watched the trial, I followed it, you know, it was part of my life like it was yours. But what struck me is just how smooth. He is a very convincing guy. To the point where, you know, he's talking in third person about, you know, whether he did, you know, what, how he thinks it happened. But every once in a while, he'd slip into first person. And he talks about that night, the days and uh, after of what happened, that infamous car chase. But last night, O.J. Simpson pretty much gave a full out convi- confession of slashing his ex-wife, Nicole Brown's throat and killing Ron Goldman. Here's O.J. Simpson. As things got heated. I just remember Nicole fell and hurt herself. This guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I remember I grabbed a knife. I do remember that portion, taking a knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember. Except I'm standing there and there's all kind of stuff around. And um, What kind of stuff? Blood and stuff around. Yeah, blood and stuff, you know, hey. And at that point, right after, he kind of laughs and says, I don't want to remember all this stuff. It's, it's tough. You know, it's, it was bizarre behavior. But, of course, he did portray himself as a victim. I mean, never mind what he did to these people. I mean, he apparently was affected by it. So he's the victim. Let's bring in Alyssa Freeman, of course. She is a PR strategist and a pop culture media expert. She also grew up in the O.J. Simpson uh, a world that we all uh, have experienced. Here is Alyssa Freeman. So Alyssa, you know, it was interesting that out of all of the devastation that O.J. Simpson, uh, you know, occurred in everyone's life, he is still the victim. Isn't that amazing? And yet here he is making what is veritably a confession. That was a confession. And, you know, why is it just airing now? I find it, I find it shocking and I find it reprehensible and we're watching it as if it's reality TV. Well, because, I mean, at that time, it was, a, you know, with a book 
and he was touring that book, and the Goldman family and the Brown family said, no way, that we're not going to let this thing happen because they didn't want him to profit from this. So now the network says, okay, we can run it now. Um, he's a free man. And I got to be honest, even though I knew everything, I my mouth was just agape last night watching it. And I said to my husband, I said, wow, he's really believable. And my husband said, that's who he is. He's charming. And you forget just how charming he was, but he was also pretty creepy with the laughing. And, and you know. Well, I mean, here's the thing about OJ. He was a football god. I mean, I still remember he, um, you know, represented a, a car company. And what was the famous commercial? He was yeah, running Hertz. through the Isn't airport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hertz Rent-A-Car. And he was running and sprinting and hurdling around the airport. And he had that grin, and he was very affable, and he was a great player. I mean, he was really untouchable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it came time for the trial, let me tell you, there isn't anybody that I don't know who doesn't know where they were when that verdict yes. came down. Yeah. I can tell you exactly where I was, and I can tell you what street downtown I was on. Pretty much. But, you know, and then you're watching this, and you're thinking, and then all of a sudden there's this gap, and he says, well, and then there was blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, what happened between then and now? So it's it's shocking at a number of levels, and what it does from a pop culture perspective, Alex, is that it sort of gives rise to the myth of OJ to a generation that didn't really know who he was. But does I, I can't imagine that anybody watching that is going to feel any kind of love for the juice. I mean, after the murders and after the um, the conviction came down, or the the conviction was averted, and all the rest of it. He was still out signing autographs. He was always still a star, but has that faded now? Well, absolutely. And remember, he did go to jail, and they they did have sort of an entrapment thing that they that they sent him to jail. And mm-hmm. you know, the luster has really worn off, and he's not a football player anymore. He's not a player of any sort anymore. So people don't really know who he is, except for nostalgia. So he doesn't have that same type of resonance. So you're not watching this going, well, this is OJ. You're just watching this, looking at this older, you know, this man who you know is even older now, mm-hmm. and thinking. This guy's a murderer. What happened here? So, you know, there's no um, there's no sort of ooing and aahing that this is O.J. anymore. This is just some guy who committed murder and got away with it. Yeah, and while he was caught in the civil court and was told to pay a cost, he, he did not. And, and there's no money f- that he will be giving to the Goldman family. You know, they don't have, uh, they cannot retry him for anything. So he can basically say, yeah, I did it. And, and they don't. They don't go after you a second time down there. But, you know, when you're somebody who basks in fan adulation, you may not be able to be tried in a real, you know, in a court, but he can be retried in the court of public opinion. And that could be just as damaging because O.J. has, you know, he's been able to revel in a lot of positive attention for much of his career. And, you know, now that this is all resurfacing again, he's not going to have that same sort of aura. And being tried in the court of public opinion could be an even, you know, greater blow to him than having to give money to the Goldman family. Yeah. So where does this go now? I mean, does he just go off into the the sunset? I mean, he can't possibly become an icon of a new generation, can he? No, I don't think he will become an icon. And, you know, when I talked to my 17-year-old daughter and I said, do you know who O.J. Simpson is? You know, her thing is, yeah, he's the guy in the white Bronco. So, you know, they, you know, it's interesting that this younger generation's 
uh, image of him is not of one in a football jersey, but one in a white Bronco that's being chased down mm-hmm. the L.A. freeway. So they have a totally different perspective on somebody who is, you know, was a fugitive, was tried, did not get charged with murder. So their whole perspective kind of takes away all of that football stuff yeah. and is really just about what happened to him after. So it's interesting how, you know, I'm wondering how much more air this story is going to get. Yeah, so I, I, but I got to look, yeah. I got to admit, when I was looking back at it, because I watched every day of the trial, I mean, I was mesmerized by it, just like you. And you you forget that that car chase, that Bronco chase changed the very way networks. I mean, that is why we cover car chases to this day was because of that moment. It changed a lot of the way that we view our TV, and it actually probably gave rise, although we didn't know it at the time, to what we know as reality TV. People want to see things now in real time. As soon as something horrible happens anywhere in the world... What are you looking at? First of all, you're looking at Twitter to see if there's any veracity to it. The second thing you're doing is you're turning on CNN or some other 24-hour news channel that has cameras all over the world. You just don't want to read about it the next day. You want to see it live and the way it's going down. So that whole car chase really turned news on its head. And now it also gave rise to what we know as breaking news. And we don't mean breaking news, you know, News at 6, film at 11. We mean, here it all is, right now, this minute. Yeah, here, you're going to sit down and watch a car chase for an hour, and nothing will happen, but you're going to love it. And people do. It's crazy. And absolutely do. Whenever you watch something in the uh, aftermath of a horrible crime scene, basically you're just seeing people milling around with caution tape. But you're watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got to be honest, it was a jog down memory lane, and uh, I came away with it being as disgusted as the day that the... um, the ruling came down and feeling just unbelievable empathy and, and, and sorrow for the families left behind. It made me remember all of those things that happened during the trial, you know, when his lawyer, um, you know, said, if, if the glove doesn't don't fit, you must acquit. You know, it, yeah. it reminded me of all of those sort of highlights that um, sort of became very colloquial uh, because of the nature of that trial. And I was as disgusted then as I am now. And honestly, Alex, I could even barely watch that clip. Yeah. I mean, I did. We were talking about it. I had to watch it all the way through. And then there were several other successive clips about the same story afterwards. But I thought after two or three, I'm done. Yeah. Well, it'll be fascinating to see where this goes from here. But uh, like I said, he's just, he is, he's a sociopath. He is, and he can't even believe that, you know, he actually did this, and and in his own mind, he's a free man. Yeah, and a victim. (laughs) And a victim. Let's not forget that. Stay tuned. Thanks, Alyssa. You're welcome. That is Alyssa Freeman joining us, PR strategist, and uh, knows all about the pop culture. It'll be interesting to see what happens to OJ now. Just maybe go into hiding permanently, eh?